up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, doing well. We are getting ready for week two, and um, that Monday night game was something, wasn't it? Yes, that was interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> interesting decision um, on their part. I guess that's just <laughs> what Wilson's used to at this point. It's just kind of them dumb yeah. decisions, unfortunately. That was so weird. I mean, fourth and short, three timeouts in a minute left. I was watching the Manning cast. I don't know if you're watching that one or the regular game, but they were just like, all right, you know, minute left. Let's use one of those three timeouts here. We'll think, you know, get get a good play in here for a fourth down. And time just keeps ticking and ticking. He's like, all right, what are we doing? And then they call timeout like 20 seconds left. It was just yeah, so just, odd. Yeah, very odd. Uh that would have tied an NFL record field goal. So it's like, are you really that confident your guy's going to be able to do that here? He's never done one, even I think within a few yards of that. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, and it ended up not making any sense, but I kind of sat there and was like, you know what? Is this a new coach that's overestimating the impact of like the thin Denver air? Um, and then I remembered mm-hmm. they weren't in Denver, they were in Seattle. So like, yeah, didn't even, yeah, it just, I, maybe he out. was still thinking <laughs> maybe yeah maybe he was really <laughs> confused um but yeah that was uh that was different for sure but yeah as uh, as he had decisions to make there in monday night football we've got some decisions to make here coming up in week two uh waiver day we're recording this on tuesday so everyone's thinking about waivers but by the time you're listening to this you'll likely have picked up your guys and be moving on to looking into week Number two, and got a pretty good one to start us off with the Chargers and the Chiefs on Thursday. Yeah, we do. That should be a uh, a real fun game, I think. Um, yeah, I hope. Big question. Uh, I think it's going to be the 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 biggest, the most interesting thing is. I think this is the first one. I may have had a couple last year, but this is like the first of the rest of the year besides Thanksgiving that'll all be exclusively on Amazon prime. So are people going to be scrambling? I know I was trying to like help my grand, my 96 year old grandfather figure out how he can get it. Cause a smart TV doesn't have a fire stick or anything. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, how do people get it? Like will bars and restaurants have it streamed? I mean, I guess they could just log into Amazon, but I don't know if, if, you know, people in, in facilities are going to be ready to not just flip on a, a normal cable station. Yeah, that is, that's a good point. Very interesting. I'd be curious to see how that uh, that plays out. Yeah, I'll see if Twitter is raving Thursday night, Friday <laughs> morning about it. Yeah, yeah, good call. Good thought. Uh, but with that said, let's go ahead and jump in here, Will, with our quarterbacks here to begin. Uh, we have uh, Kirk Cousins at Philly. Jameis Winston versus the Bucs. Who you who you like there? Yeah, I'll take Cousins. Monday night game. Um, and it's obviously, Cousins hasn't been the best on prime time, so it's uh, one to second guess a bit. But the Eagles' defensive coordinator has been in under fire all last year. Once again, they give up thirty five or thirty points to the um, to the Lions, and you know, most of that was on the ground. Um, but I think most of that was because that was where their bread and butter is for Detroit. It's going to be interesting to see what Justin Jefferson does here. He's on fire against Green Bay last week. 
I think I'd roll Cousins here and, until you know until Gannon, the Eagles' defensive coordinator, can prove it that he can do it, even with all the talent they have. They weren't able to get much of a pass rush on Jared Goff. Um, I believe Detroit is one of the better offensive lines in football, but still, you'd imagine if the defensive line that you invested a lot into is you know is is all it's hyped up to be, they would have gotten. You know, at least some pressure on on a more average quarterback than Goff. So Cousins, I think, is definitely above average, and and he's got a pretty good receiving core there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but I think I would go him over Winston. Good weapons there with Winston, but Bucks defense is pretty good. Obviously, they gave fits to that poor offensive line in Dallas, and we'll see what they can do against the Saints line. Uh, but I'm going Cousins pretty easily here. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you for all the same reasons. I'd imagine if the, the Lions can score a fair number of points on the Eagles, then uh, Kirk Cousins will be able to do it for sure. Um, so, yeah, it's Cousins pretty easily. Um, I did. I'm looking for it, and I can't find it. But I saw a really interesting Cousins stat. Uh, I forget the number, but I think it was like the uh, oh here we go the vikings win over the patrick or over the packers is only the second time in kirk cousins entire career that the defense has held the opponent to seven points or less he's got a 10-year career and it says for comparison mac jones had four such games last year alone yeah i mean it's i guess it's, i would be interested to see more of like a 14 or 17 points or less because like seven points or less is a that's tough extremely that's good tough, defensive but you effort. would think more than twice in 10 years more than twice, yeah, maybe you get a shut up. But I mean, Washington and Minnesota never really had crazy yeah, good defense. Minnesota, when like he was one or two years, but, but yeah. That is a, yeah, that is a weird and crazy stat. Yeah, I thought so too. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, Cousins pretty easily for me. Yeah. Uh, next up here, Tom Brady at New Orleans or Matt Stafford versus the Falcons? Uh, I, I do think this one's kind of tough. Um, I, my, my brain tells me I should go with Brady. Um, but uh, my heart says that the Stafford and the, the Rams as a whole are due for a bounce back. They've also had extra time to prepare for this game. So I'm going to go with Stafford, I think. Um, but it's pretty close for me. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's close. Um, I think the fact that the Saints defense, at least on paper, is better than the Falcons. They didn't look great there against the very same Falcons last week. Um but I give the slight edge to the Saints defense. It's at home for the Saints. I believe it's their home opener versus, once again, as you mentioned there, the the extra rest that Stafford gets versus the Falcons on uh, you know, getting that Thursday game. So I'll, I'll go with Stafford with the extra rest and I think uh, you know worse defense he's going up against. But it's, it's close. Both guys, I think you're looking at probably mid to back end QB1s that you're probably starting most places. Yeah, 100%. Um, another one of some top tier options here, Joe Burrow, uh, missing Higgins, but against the Dakless Dallas Cowboys, um, or David Carr against that Cardinals defense that just got absolutely shredded. Who do you want out of those two? Well, I don't know that I would take David Carr. I think he was oh, a little rusty, all, but Derek every Carr year, man, every year is interesting. Yeah, I think it is every year. Um, do we know if T. Higgins is definitely out? I know that I don't think it's official, you know, but concussion protocol, but not official. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. always miss a week with a concussion. Yeah, you'd think you play it safe there, especially you know maybe I, I don't think NFL coaches really think this way, but from a fantasy perspective, they should be able to beat a you know backup quarterback Dallas Cowboys 
um, you know, without him, especially with the other weapons they have. But alas, I think this was tough because I think you know, both very good offenses. You know, Burrow looked probably as bad as you're going to see him look and still end up being decent. I think it's like five turnovers, right? Like four, yeah, five, I think three four interceptions, interceptions and a fumble. fumble yeah. yeah. So like, that's probably the low point of the year. I mean, maybe not. He had a few touchdowns, like overall points went up. He didn't fully implode, but definitely seems like he's due for a bounce back. And, and you know, Dallas's pass rush was pretty good. So we'll see if the new Bengals line holds up. Um, but I like Derek Carr and that offense. They did, you know, I think they did good. They obviously not good enough to win against the uh, the Chargers, but I think Chargers have a very good defense. I think they're a top 10 defense in the league here. And they, they played well. A lot of weapons showed good. And the Cardinals looked very bad. And granted, it was Pat Mahomes and, and you know, the new look Chiefs with some new weapons. But Cardinals defense looked really bad, so I would love to play Carr here, and I think I would probably go with him over Burrow, just given all the circumstances. Yeah, I uh, I, I find it tough. I, I think I would go with Carr, just because the Cardinals defense looks so bad. I mean, I don't want to put that much stock into Week One. It is just one week, um, but you know, given the Dallas offense is going to be non-existent probably for the most part you know we could see you know two quick touchdowns for cincinnati and then it's kind of coast the rest of the game um not that's gonna end up being 14 to whatever three but you know they might not even rely on burrow where the car cardinals game you know it's car versus kyler like that could end up being a shootout uh, of uh two solid offenses so i think i'd go with car don't mind burrow at all but uh i'll, I'll bet on that bad cardinals defense <laughs> Bonus one for you here. I am deciding in one league between Brady and Burrow. I had the same decision. Lucked out, I think, by going with Brady, but they're you know, both pretty close. Brady and Burrow, what do you think? They would actually both picked against both of them. I would probably take Burrow. I think I'd take Burrow by a, a hair. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, it's close. I, I think I'd go Burrow, though. All right, well, that wraps up quarterbacks here. Moving into running backs. We've got Chase Edmonds at Baltimore or James Robinson coming back from the dead here versus the Colts in a full PPR. Yeah, I, I think the answer should be James Robinson. I personally want to see one more week before I start trusting him, so I'm going to go with Edmonds. Uh, but that's probably the wrong decision. What about you? I, yeah, it's tough. I Colt, I both solid defenses. I think the Colts is, you know, upper echelon. Uh, and I, I just think Dream Robinson's going to get the work there. And Baltimore, I think, lost another corner. So maybe we see them test the, the secondary again there with Baltimore. It's on the road in Baltimore. Miami had a good week one win. I think it was like one of the first people to win their debut against Bill Belichick or something like that. You know, either ever or in a long time, so I, I could see you know them being due for maybe a, a little bit of a letdown in Baltimore, where I, the Colts you know didn't look great. Uh, you know, defense on paper is good. JT is awesome. Pittman had a great game, but they tied with the Colts. So I, I kind of lean Robinson. What what we saw out of him, you know, he looked good first game back. He looked you know. Like he had the juice, so I think Eileen Robinson for the upside here. Yeah, fair enough. I can't can't argue with that at all. Uh, next one, half point PPR. Um, 
a battle of the the second string guys here, I guess. Uh, Damian Pierce at Denver or Jamal Williams versus the Commanders. Yeah, interesting. Two defenses that I think, at least defensive line wise, were you know supposed to be pretty good, but both got hit hard by the running yeah, running game. You know, James James Robinson we just talked about did really well against the Commanders. Um, obviously had that big game. And then we saw Denver get ran all over by what pretty much just Rashad Penny. Uh, I guess Gino maybe had a few carries himself, but that defense didn't look great. Back home, I feel like they're due to bounce back and play a lot better. So I'd probably take the safety of Jamal Williams. You know, you're getting decent amount of carries. I think it's probably going to be a closer game, um, especially again at home. See if the crowd comes out as hype as they were against the Eagles there in week one. But I'm going to take Jamal Williams. I agree. I am taking Jamal Williams as well. I'm, I'll take a stance of I'm not starting or trusting Pierce until I see it. And see it probably two weeks in a row. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll go with Jamal Williams as well. All right. So moving on here to full PPR. We've got Gibson, Daniel Gibson at Detroit. Or Patterson at the Rams. Yeah. Um, to me, I mean, both are, are solid options. I'm probably going to bet against Patterson, given you know the Rams are you know as I said earlier with Stafford, you know looking to bounce back, got the better defense, had more time to prepare. Um, where you know I'm not really worried too much about the Detroit defense. Um, and you know Gibson looked good. He got the cavi- uh, carries. He got more of the pass catching work. Um, you know I'm. But probably looking to drop McKissick this week in our league because um, he just just did not get that much. So uh, mm-hmm. it looks to be the Gibson show, and uh, that is, and against a good uh, or a bad defense seems like an easy one for me. So I'm going with Gibson. What about you? Yeah, I I want to say Gibson. I feel like it's the better matchup, but yeah, you know, part of me just likes what we saw to Patterson. Uh, Damian. Williams is hurt, so I think they're probably bringing Algier up, and he'll, you know, he'll get some run, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, you know, I guess I didn't really see a ton about the running game there. Did anybody else get involved besides Gibson in Washington? Uh, no, I mean, McKissick caught a few passes, like three, um, and other. I think that was it. Yeah, and then obviously you know, we had the Curtis injury Samuel. there to Robinson. Curtis Samuel got a Curtis couple Samuel. I know he caught some passes, but I wasn't sure if he got any Yeah, carries. I think he got um, like two or three uh, kind of like Debo kind of style things. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it didn't look great. You know, Gibson 14 for 58, but four yards to carry looks good enough. And, you know, yeah, I guess he's going to get the work. You know, it's going to be him. I still probably lean Patterson. I think he looked better, even though it's a tougher defense he's going against. But that's a tough one. I I like the catches that I think Patterson gets as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, Gibson had seven catches, so maybe he'll turn into more of a check down guy. We'll see. Yeah, great. Well, you will see. Uh, Takes care of the the, uh, running back position. Moving on to wide receiver. PPR pick two here, Will. We got Mike Williams at Kansas City. Hollywood Brown at Vegas. Sutton versus the Texans. Brandon Cooks at Denver. So we got Cooks at Denver, Sutton at the at Houston. You repeat this first two. I don't see him here on the dock. Yeah, yeah. Mike Williams at KC. Hollywood at Vegas. Um, Sutton versus the Texans. Cooks at Denver. Yeah, that's a pretty solid one to have. I think you got to fire up Mike Williams. 
you know, rough-ish week one, but no Keenan Allen. I think that's auto start. Um, and then Hollywood. Who do we say the Cardinals have? Uh, the Raiders, Vegas. Yeah, yeah uh, it's tough. I probably lean that. I mean, all three of these guys are definitely startable. I would probably lean Hollywood. I mean, Cooks is tough because he's the guy. He's going to get all that volume. Denver's got some good corners, though. Um, could be spread around. You know, hope Sutton bounces back. Wouldn't see it there. But Hollywood obviously got volume. So probably go Williams and, and Hollywood. Uh, but I'd probably start in most of these guys in, you know, in most leagues. Yeah, it'd be nice to start off four. Um, yeah. I'm with you. Williams is an auto start. Um you know, he's going to be boom bust and I'm going to assume week one was just one of those busts kind of situations. So mm-hmm. I'll take him and then I will take Sutton as my second option, thinking that uh, Denver is going to come out swinging against the Texans to make up for the embarrassment that they <laughs> suffered this week. Um, so I will uh, I'll go Williams and Sutton. Like you said, though, like if you like any of these options, then, you know, follow your heart, pick whoever you like. Yeah, so next up here we've got PPR, uh, full PPR, just picking one here. We've got Adam Thielen at Philly. We've got Hunter Renfro versus the Cardinals. Um, no, mine, I see Cortland Sutton and Cooks as well. Are they also in this one? No, that must just be some sort of bloating issue where they yeah. move them around. But yeah, it's just, moving around there. So just Thielen and yeah, Renfro. Yeah, just Thielen and Renfro. Um, two players that, you know, had disappointing weeks last week um Thielen wasn't the worst i guess but it wasn't great either um both going up against defenses that have been there got lit up a bit last week so i think they're, they're very similar they're very similar i think i trust Thielen more against philly and i trust like the i don't know uh, they both could be interesting. You know, they're both against good offenses, so they could be you know higher scoring games. I think I would go with Thielen as more of a guy that can get a lot of catches and be a touchdown threat. Um, I just trust him a bit more than Renfro, though. But they're, they're so similar. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, it's tough. I kind of lean Renfro. I mean, both could be high scoring games. I feel like I'd see more passing out of the Cardinals and Raiders game. Whereas I could see both running and passing and, and both sides being heavier in, in the Eagles and Vikings game. And it's Monday. So I think I'd be more comfortable starting Renfro, you know, even after a down week um, than Thielen. But you know, decent options. I think both flex plays. Yep. Perfect. And our last wide receiver here, standard scoring, Josh Palmer at Kansas City, Devonta Smith versus the Vikings or Ayuka versus Seattle. That's tough. I... Probably go Palmer, especially because it's on Monday. Um, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, even if it is standard. Devonta Smith, I think you're probably looking for in more half or full PPR because of the touchdowns, I think, are going to go more toward Goddard, more toward A.J. Brown. Uh, and Ayuk, more upside, but Seattle's defense was scrappy and quite solid. I like Palmer uh, to start here this matchup over Smith and, and Ayuk. Yeah, I do too, uh, which is weird to say, um, but I would go with Palmer, yeah. I mean, De- Devonta Smith, I need to see a little bit more from. Uh, you could be the guy, you know, he's a one-bomb catch away from, you know, being a, a fantasy star any given week, um, but 
I just I trust Palmer more if we're looking. For, I mean, if you're looking for sky high upside, it'd probably be Ayuk. Because uh, the sky high upside for uh, Chargers is probably with Mike Williams, but I think Palmer is still solid and is not going to bust for you. So I'm going <clears> with Palmer there. All right, and then moving on to our flex options, we've got full PPR: Drake London at the Rams, Brees Hall at Cleveland, and Jeff Wilson at the Seahawks. Yeah, so. Uh... Interesting options here. I'm, I'm not going to go with London. Again, against the Rams, expecting some sort of bounce back, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to rehash that. Um, so it comes down to Brees Hall in Cleveland. Um, Michael Carter was very involved in that game. Um, you know, Brees was still decent for fantasy, uh, but I think it caps his upside a bit. Um, Wilson, Jeff Wilson, San Francisco, you just you don't know. Like I assume that he's going to be the guy, but maybe not. And maybe he is, and it doesn't really matter. Or you know, maybe he, you know, maybe a he is, and he's just not that great anymore. Or maybe he is, and and Trey Lance just nerfs him. <laughs> um, it's hard to say, and I don't want to roll the dice on that. So I think I would go with Hall because I'm you know guaranteed something with him. I believe. Yeah, I think I'm doing the same thing. I'm going with Brees Hall here. Uh, I just think he's going to be involved. We saw him involved in the passing game. Michael Carter was obviously involved as well, but I think both you know will stay involved. Uh, and we'll see about Wilson. I just I feel like I want to see it before I confidently start him. There's going to be certain situations where we're going to have to, but this one I'd rather play Hall over Wilson. Um, London's interesting. I, I think I probably lean London second here over Wilson than over, than Hall. Uh, London, you know, is the kind of the second option to Wilson. But the Rams, I think, are due for a bounce back. That defense, you know, I think got embarrassed. I think they're going to really come in hard. And we'll see if Atlanta can repeat, you know, the, the solid performance that they had in week one. But I think it's going to be tough going to L.A. We were looking to kind of avenge that loss. Yeah, that is uh, perfectly fair. Uh, moving on to the trade portion of the show here, Will. Starting off with two Dynasty trades, PPR. Uh, definitely this one was more panicky. Cam Akers or Ramondre Stevenson and Jeff Wilson? Yeah, this is rough. I feel like you can get more for Akers, even though it's really down. I, I mean, Wilson doesn't do a ton for me in Dynasty. Helps now, decent depth piece. Stevenson's interesting, but I just feel like you can get more, so I'd want to hang on to Acres. And if I'm the other side, I feel like it's a solid buy low on Acres. I I don't love Acres personally, but I think there's still just kind of built in value with where he was drafted in both Dynasty and in the NFL. So I'd probably trade Stevenson and, and Wilson, who are I think depth pieces on my team, for Acres and just be able to kind of sit on him until we see that surface, the value resurface. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, neither Stevenson or Wilson represent a ton of upside to me. Like The Patriots just don't use a bell cow. So like Stevenson will never be like an RB1. Jeff Wilson will have RB1 weeks if he's the guy in San Francisco, but until Elijah Mitchell gets back. Um, and that's only a few weeks. So yeah, I'm with you. I'll take Akers. All right, next up, another Dynasty Superflex PPR, Chris Godwin or Darnell Mooney in a 24-second. 
Yeah, this one's pretty interesting. Um, and I pretty almost immediately when I when I saw the question and, and still now, I think I'd go with Mooney. You know, number one for his team, tied to a young quarterback. You're adding a second round pick, so that's some, you know, some good trade bait that you're gonna have for two years. And you know, Godwin's hurt, got hurt again. You know, who's his quarterback next year? Just a messy kind of future situation. So I think we'll go with Mooney pretty easily here. But what about you? Yeah, this one's really close. I think I lean the Godwin side as uh, though. I just think he's the more talented player overall. Second round picks are solid, but we don't know where that is. If it's an early second, you know, great. This looks like a really close trade. If it ends up being a late second, it's more of a dart throw. I like Mooney, but I mean, I don't think the draft capital is there. Uh, and in most of the times, people kind of pick them up. So I'll stick with Godwin. I think he has more built in insulated value, whereas. I could see Mooney being replaced as like a wide receiver one in a year or two if if they you know really invest in that position because I think it's already invested there for Godwin. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, moving into redraft PPR straight up Julio Jones or Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I probably take Melvin. Um, I think both of them probably lose work as the year goes on. I. F- I just feel like you're safer from an injury standpoint with Melvin than with Julio. Um, and I, it seemed like they're going to try to keep him involved, even if it you know eventually gets to like a 60-40 split. I think he's just still going to be involved. Um, so I'm going to stay Melvin here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'll add to your point, positional scarcity. You know, that leaves mm-hmm. the running back side. So I'm with you. For all those points, plus the scarcity, I'll go with Gordon. All right, uh, this is an interesting one here. Half point PPR and a redraft. Michael Thomas or CD Lamb? Yeah, this is an interesting one, and I find it pretty easy. You know, if this is Dynasty, this would be probably easy on the other end, but more, you know, tougher depending on if you're a, a competitor. But in a redraft, I'll go with Michael Thomas. CD Lamb could just be nothing for the next, who knows, four to six weeks. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Michael Thomas looked good. So I will, uh, I'll take Michael Thomas here. Yeah, this one is tough. I'm facing the situation in our work league. I had CD lamb I think in second or third round. Uh, and now he's obviously had a plummet in value with the DAC injury. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I, I don't know that I would make the trade straight up for Michael Thomas. If it was offered, it, it would be difficult. Um, yeah. I, I think push comes to shove. I don't think I'd be able to pull the trigger on, on, you know, if I'm the CD manager for Thomas, but it's close. And I think this is the week you'll have to do it because if CD comes out and looks bad again, and it's like, and now you have confirmation that the quarterback is really going to hurt him. Um, so that's going to be tough. Whereas if he comes out and looks good with the, the down quarterback. I think you might be able to trade him for more, but this is a really crucial week. So if you want to do it, if you want to get off them, you could definitely do worse. And I think it's a solid trade and then you may need to do it now. Yep. hundred percent. That value could absolutely disappear after this week. So uh, last one here, Will 10 team PPR, Darren Waller or Dawson Knox and Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Uh, I think I lean the Hollywood side. I mean, Waller looks good. So this is a good time to, to sell. high. Knox is solid. I think it's really Hollywood for Waller because you're probably able to move off from Knox to like another decent, you know, 
tight end on the waivers. I think I lean the Walrus or the Hollywood side though here. I, I just like the upside of Hollywood. Yeah, just a, a stronger their position with the wide receiver. It was nice to have that, you know, big time uh, tight end. But you know, I have Waller in our work league, and I think someone offered me Hollywood. I probably would make that move and then you know work the waivers on tight end. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I would take Hollywood as well. Um, but then you know, Knox is fine. You know, it depends. I not on what his future schedule looks like, but if he's got an easy schedule next three weeks, I'd be fine holding him and rolling him out there and then playing the waiver wire after or something like that. So yeah, I'm with you. I'll take, uh, I'll take the Hollywood side. All right. Well, that wraps it up here for our start sets and trades for the week. Uh, good luck, everyone. Make sure you get your Thursday night players there in the starting lineup and out of your flex. Yeah, absolutely. Tune in next week uh, for the uh, week three waiver and start sit show until then folks trust your board.